Not today, Satan. We doing big things in the name of King Jesus. All right now. Let's go. We the way. 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 Only one true way. We help you to the way. We follow the way. Hollow is the way. Yahweh is the way. Ain't no other way, we sisters in the way, we brothers in the way. Way today, way today, we the way, we the way. Way today, way today, we the way, we the way. What's up, everybody? This is Rob Hunter. We're here today with the Way Today, and we've got. A great show for you today. Tell them about it, Michelle. Oh, yeah. This is your girl, Michelle, better known as Trigger Preacher. We are going to bring you some great hot topics today where one man say there shouldn't be no women preacher. Well, guess what? It's too late. I'm already Trigger Preacher. (laughs) And we are short one today. Brother Brantley has called in sick, if you want to call it that. He's handling some business. Brother Brantley, we're praying for you. Yes, we are. We will see you next week. Back on the show. Bright. Everything's going to be great. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I missed that brother. Brother Brantley not here. Jesus, Chunky. Oh, Jesus, Chunky, because it's some hot topic. But guess what? He'll chime in. We got a new entertainment news segment for you yes. today. We've got the political breakdown for you. We've got a special guest on the show, comedian Chris Weiland. (laughs) We've got a special movie review by none other than Brian T. of Kingdom Music. You all know Brian T. And as ever, we're going to end it with the word with Pastor B. So let's get ready and go to the news. This is your news station. This is your headline news. Vice President Pence announces ceasefire agreement with Turkey in Syria. Michelle? Oh man, I mean this 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 war thing, this this Syria, Iran. I mean, Trump, uh, I mean, it, it's causing a lot of controversy, you know. And so what's been going on so far is that, that Pence said there will be a five-day ceasefire to allow the Kurdish troops, who are U.S. allies, to evaluate from the area. He said there's also an agreement to protect religious minorities in northern Syria. After that initial ceasefire, a more enduring ceasefire is going to kick in based on the negotiations. So there is some negotiations that are taking place as we speak. So It's a bad situation that is, is going better for us here. Uh, it all comes down to us, you know, going into Syria earlier on, pushing ISIS out. And now we've left kind of Syria unwatched. Iran is over there getting real power hungry. They want nuclear weapons and we're trying to stop them with the UN and they're pushing this stuff with Turkey behind the scenes. They're not saying all this out in the open, but if you read other stories, you can see that uh, Iran has a lot to do with how Turkey 
is um, is is running around right now with like a chicken with their head cut off. No, actually, pun intended. The turkeys running right. around with the chicken <laughs> with their head cut off because they're acting crazy right now. Right. You know, they just did last year. They they had that uh, that pastor over there. They had him captive for almost uh, nine months, and President Trump had to get him out. Uh, now they're now that the power of the U.S. is diminishing in the Middle East because President Trump is trying to pull our troops home. Right. They want to start bopping off over there and right. acting a fool. And that's... I mean, and I'm with Trump. Trump says, you know, this ain't got nothing to do with the United States. You know, he, he said he stand behind it. You know, he's going to bring the truth. You know, he said this is about a land dispute, which it always is. These disputes is always about power, territory, land, oil. It's always about something that's more in-depth than what they tell us on the surface. But Trump said it. He's like, look, this is a land dispute that does not involve the United States. He said, so guess what? Bring our troops out. It ain't let them let them fight. Let Turkey, let Syria, let them fight over this. Let them work it out because it's, it has nothing to do with the United States. The only problem that I have with it is the way they're treating their Christian nations over there. It's real hard because there's a lot of Christian villages and nations around that area where uh, they're getting a lot of blowback from the Muslim nations and they're getting a lot of uh, attack. They're being by terrorists and by these, you know, oppressive governments all in that area. You know what I mean? And Turkey's kind of smack them in there. As long as we protect Israel, I think right. we're going to be fine. Absolutely. So, I agree. good news come out of Turkey. Ceasefire. Yes. Let's pray. Let's pray for that Turkey. That stays that way. Right. All right. Next story. This is the biggest story to come out this weekend. Uh, Pastor John MacArthur, Arthur John MacArthur, has told Pastor Beth Moore to go home. Women should not be Preachers. Oh my God! You talking about a woman who packs up sports arena, big name churches, written dozen of best-selling books, has an outsized social media following, and so forth. And you tell this woman, after all of that, the age of sixty-one, to go home, sit down. God did not call her or a woman to preach. Oh my God! What did He call her to do? I guess just be what a saleswoman. Nope. Is that? Is that what it is? <laughs> lives are being transformed. Lives are being changed. But, hey, I guess. I I, I do not agree with him. <laughs> I do not agree. I do not agree. I, I do believe that there should be women preachers. There are a lot of great women preachers out there. I love Priscilla Shire. She's one of, I love uh, Jackie Hill Perry. I right. love these women. They they're powerful. Joyce Meyer. Just I, I don't follow her that much, so I can't say I don't I do or don't like her. But right. I do agree with one two things he said, not to do with women. One is that in order to be a pastor, you should have some sort of proper training. You can't be coming from QVC or <laughs> being a salesperson just jump into being a pastor. Okay, right. that's one. Second, how come you can't? Well, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, go. Second, okay. I I think the way they were talking about in the clip about the Bible interpretation of, of being translated, it shouldn't be based on culture. It should be based on translation. They're right. talking about bringing in uh, not just women, but uh, Spanish or African American people to come in and translate the Bible into their own addition so they understand it better which I don't believe in because then you're taking the word of God and twisting it to 
Right. For yourself. That's it. But women preachers, two thumbs up here. Right. I mean, the, the thing about it is, is it's always been a great debate because Paul made a statement. And he made a statement in 1 Timothy 2 when he says that, you know, a woman is not supposed to exercise authority over a man or, or to teach. You know, in a church or whatever, you know, you can go read the scripture yourself. It's been a great debate, but you know, what always found, you know, what's interesting to me is that Paul says, I, I'm saying it, you know. And if you really look at the Bible, there was a lot of times when Paul says that it is I speak and not the Lord. And so a lot of times from Paul's background, he went and always would tell you, okay, if this is something that I'm saying or if it's something that was really inspired by God. And so, again, you would have to know the background of the, the culture that he, that they came from, the church and everything else to really explain it. We don't have all day to explain that. But one thing that... Um, it's out of context anyway. Yeah. It, it, you're taking a piece of scripture out of context. You're taking a letter, a letter that was written to Timothy from Paul talking about specific churches that this should be involved in. Right. If you want to go back to the Old Testament, there was a number of women who were leaders. Oh, yeah. There was a um, number of women who were important. I mean, Deborah was one of the judges in the book of Judges. Right. You have the book of Ruth. If it wasn't for Ruth. We ain't going to give him no Bible study, brother. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you know, if you talk about, look at Jesus, when he tells his disciples to go out, preach, teach all over the world and, and make disciples. I mean, and then the disciples are supposed to do the same thing. The Bible says as a believer, what are you supposed to do? Go proclaim the gospel. And so when we say preacher, we get mixed up like preacher is a, a teacher, a pastor, an evangelist, a prophetess. No, that is for the working of the church. That is the fivefold. But when you say preach, proclaiming the gospel, you can be proclaiming the gospel to another woman, to, to anybody on your job. It's a form of preaching. You are proclaiming that Jesus lives. You are testifying. So I think they're taking it out of concept you know preaching what is preaching define what is preaching and then you have a better understanding that god does not oppose a believer i think if paul was alive today and saw some of the women preachers that we have Ooh, yeah and saw how the the women the christian women nation the daughters of the king have been moving and are sometimes stronger than the men when it comes to the belief in the lord i think he would have scratch that line out in the letter and uh, right. written something else because it, it, it's just wrong. And, and to be on these uh, 1700, 1800s, 1950s beliefs that, you know... That man made that up. men, 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 men. <laughs> Let's say that. Look, I'm a man. I'm the head of my household. <laughs> my wife, if she runs her own ministry. She does her thing with the women. My kids, they're all biblically bound. They know what they're doing. They're right. all, you know, biblically sound. And... It, it's a great thing for our family, but you're telling me that a, a woman can't go learn the Bible, stand up on a pulpit, and preach the Word of God just as strong as me? Ah! Right. I, they I, I, probably do better. Look, I'm going to quote the same word that, that Beth said. She said, trouble, brothers, try to relax. I do not see a female takeover on the horizon. Have some herbal tea. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? <laughs> That's all we're going to say about that right. one. Relax, brother. Beth Moore, we're with you. Yes. Don't go anywhere. Yes. Stay right where you are. Preach, girl. Preach, preacher. We love you. <laughs> okay. Wait, what? What? What's what this? What's going on? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Entertainment. All right. Hey! Entertainment. Entertainment. All right. 
This is our entertainment news section. We're talking about everything from the sports stars to musicians to actors in Hollywood and our very own, well, not our own, but Kanye West is always going to be in this section. But uh, this is where we're going to talk about Christians coming out of the woodwork. Yes, country in, star. In the Hollywood and in the music industry yes. and, in the, and in on the fields and everything. So first, first story is... So our first entertainment story is going to be on Thomas Rhett. Thomas Rhett. Who won the CMT's Artist of the Year Award. Yes. And when he stepped the podium to make his acceptance speech, he decided to pray for another artist from another band, a drummer. Yes, he did. Who was, was hospital bound, I believe, was in, yeah, in the hospital. Yeah, I killed in a car accident. Oh, was killed? Yep. In My a goodness. car accident. Well, we all should be praying yeah. for that. Dixon but, passed away. Yeah. You know... We're seeing Christians come out of the woodwork. We're seeing it more. We're seeing people standing up what they believe in. Right. We've been talking about Demario Davis on the Northern Saints with the man of God. Right. We're standing up for him. We're, we've, we've been talking the last month or so about right. Kanye West. And we're starting to see... Isn't that interesting? In the entertainment world. That, that, that where Hollywood is the den of the devil. Right. You're seeing these Christians step out and not just not just you know shh I'm a Christian right they're stepping out powerfully right and he asked he was like listen look do y'all mind you know anybody look I need to pray can I pray and he was kind of waiting you know to give people a response you know he said he was uncertain of what to say but he really wanted to turn to prayer pray on and, it. and 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 when he got done one of the other um, speakers who came up behind him she was like listen like don't feel bad she was like we need to get God back into our world like you know this is the thing that we are seeing happening today is, is a lot of the direct result from turning against God and trying to turn to our own ways of doing things and trying to put this world in the hands of man which you can't I mean I don't know if you saw I don't get off topic but I don't know if you saw the speech that the Ethiopian woman done that Trump was in. You didn't see that one, did you? Oh, no. okay. I'll talk about that later. I don't want to get them insight, but she 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 did a speech and and just talking about you know we got to come back together. We got to come back and and and. It's the truth. It's God the truth. has to be first and centered. This is what the country was built off of. Mm -hmm. This is what the U.S. was built off of. And until we come back to that truth, it's going nowhere. Yep, fast. Yeah. Yep. And so, I love it. I love it that these these Christians are standing up these celebrity Christians and saying, hey, I'm going to pray on this. I'm going to talk That's to right. God right here now on national television. Right. This wasn't. This was filmed. This was on national television for the world to see and people going, wow, this guy's praying. Right. What is prayer? What is, a lot of kids are probably saying, what is a prayer? Right, right. That's beautiful. And then, I mean, they like, it took guts. So, I mean, when anybody, that, you, that's kind of sad. You would think that it would say, wow, it took guts. To get in front of all of these people and to pray, like, how have we gotten to that place where it has to take a, a lot of anxiety just to pray when that's supposed to be like the norm? <laughs> it feels like we're back in the days of Jesus. It feels like we're back in those days where mm -hmm. people are being persecuted for their faith. Right, right. I and mean, they are, and they are. They're being their careers are being threatened. You know what I'm saying? Fine. You know, everything about them is being threatened. The money, everything is being threatened because you, you know, they decided. I'm not a country music fan, but right. I might listen to some Rhett Thomas tonight, though. Or Thomas Rhett. Thomas Rhett. <laughs> I might, <laughs> I might listen to uh, Rhett Walker. I don't know. <laughs> Thomas Rhett. <laughs> right. All right. We got another story coming up for you right now. 
The headline says, I want to be more Christian than ball player. World Series bound Anthony Rendon keeps faith and family first. All right, go ahead. I give it up for the young baseball player, Rendon, 29. A Christian posted the best stats of his seven-year career almost across the board in 2019. According to the website Sports Spectrum, to all you baseball fans, this guy right here is letting you know you do not separate your faith apart from entertainment. That's right. Awesome. That's right. I mean, this is a great story. This guy is leading in RBIs this year throughout the whole league. He's named the All-Star yes. team. He's World Series bound. They just defeated the Braves in the NLCS, the National Championship. Yes. Uh, now they're going to the World Series. They're playing the Houston Astros. He's from Houston, Anthony Rendon. That's where his home pastor's from. He's talked to him. He's happy to go home. He's going to have to play yes. some games there. It's going to be a good time. We're rooting for you, Anthony Rendon. Oh, yeah, Anthony. I'm rooting for the Nationals. I am a Red Sox fan, but <laughs> my team's not in it. So I will be a Nationals fan for this World Series. And I'm behind you, my Christian brother. Guess be, what? Be I'm strong. A, I'm a Christian fan. So That's it. <laughs> hey, I'm, a Christian fan. I'm excited. He says, I want to be known as a Christian baseball player. And I'm still trying to grow into that, you know. So, I, I mean, it's other things he said on here on his little interview. He was just saying how he wants to stay in his word, you know. He wants to stay around good people and in good community to help guide him on that path. So, you know, he lets us know that those things are important, staying around good people and staying in your word. That even in entertainment world that you can have God with you to make a difference in that world. So, I'm excited. I mean, you got Kanye that's, West. That's what it's all about. In the music industry, you got, you know, the NFL player with the man of God. Demario Davis. Yes. You've got Steph Curry with his sneakers that say Philippians 4.13 on it. Can't buy a pair of Steph Curry's without yes. Bible scripture on it. <laughs> you've got actors coming out in Hollywood now that yes. they're proclaiming their faith. You've got Chris Pratt. You've got Mario Lopez. You've got a lot of even... Country singers. Country singers we just talked right. about. Thomas Rhett. Yes. This is good. And now we're going to talk about the man himself who's yes. been doing it for the last couple of weeks. Kanye, Kanye West. West. Here we go. <laughs> Whew, Kanye, here we go again. Kanye is uh, returns to Twitter. Yes. And for the Jesus is King announcement. Go Kanye. Kanye, you're doing it and you keep doing it. And now this album is coming out, I believe, on the, the 29th? 25th. The 25th. Yes, 25th. Of this week. Yes. Which is Friday. Yes. Friday, I'm getting that Kanye album. Jesus is King. Yeah, let, oh, you know what? You just, you just said something right there. What? I mean, like... Support Jesus is King, believers. Yes. Support yes. what he's doing right yes. now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. And, and and Kanye, keep doing your thing. We can't even talk about you anymore because every week you got something else going on. <laughs> yes. But we're we're praying for you, Kanye, every week that you keep strong. Yes. And that you don't burn yourself out. That's right. And we think it's a beautiful thing that you found your faith. Yes. And your families find their faith and they're coming together. Jesus is King. Coming out October 25th. 25th. Go get that album. Yes. And that's our entertainment. To politics. To politics. To politics. Production to politics. Here we go again this week with our in-depth look at politics. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Listen, this is a recap of the Democratic candidate debate they had last week. 
and these Democrats are out of their minds. Here he go. Out of their minds. <laughs> They're talking about closing churches, uh, taking, taking away their, guns, taking away guns. <laughs> they want uh, to to pay for your sex surgeries so you can Jesus. change yourself into Jesus, help us, Lord. Whatever hundred genders you think you are. Wow. Now listen. Wow. Don't bring this into politics, okay? Right. If you're going to vote Democrat, know who you're voting for. Absolutely. And know what they stand for. If they're standing on this garbage here, right. get rid of them. Right. Because not all Democrats are crazy. But look, I wouldn't care if you're Democrat or Republican. When you start making statements like that, that is against the Bible, you know, then it doesn't matter what you are. Democrat or Republican is wrong, is wrong. You don't vote for somebody based off of the party. You vote on somebody based off of if they're standing off of the, the morals and the values of God for our country. There period. you go. And, um, and these subjects, I mean, it's, it's not. You know, it's not when you're changing people's sex identities, when you said it's okay, when you said you're going to, no. you know, um, take away the, you know, tax exempt from the churches if they do not allow same-sex marriages. I mean, I don't care who you are. I'm not going to be biased to the party, but that is nonsense. Look, you've got the front runner for the Democrats is Joe Biden. Crusty old Joe. Okay? <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Falling asleep everywhere. <laughs> oh, he looked kind of tired. His, his <laughs> eyes, are his eyes. you can see the video. Look at Stop him. His eyes so filling up with blood. Something's Jesus. going on there. So you vote him in the office, he might be dead in a year anyway. Oh, don't say okay? that, Lord. No, he just Second, you got Elizabeth Warren, okay? She's a liar. She told people that she was Cherokee oh, Indian and all this other stuff <laughs> trying to get people. Listen, can't trust her from from next Tuesday. You can't do it, okay? Right. And then you got Buttigieg. You can't touch Buttigieg just because his name Buttigieg. Buttigieg. <laughs> this man's using the Bible to defend abortion. Wow. And you got Beto O'Rourke trying to take away tax tax exemption from the churches because right. they don't support same-sex marriages. Right. They all want the government to pay for your sex operation to change your sex and so you can be this gender, that gender. I went on I went on a thing today. Mm -hmm. I signed up for Spotify and it asked me my gender. It said male, female, and bi binary, non-binary. I said, what is that? I said, what is non-binary? <laughs> right. What, where does that say in the Bible? Non-binary. Non no, you're one, I guess. I said, what is going on that these even when you sign up for something now, they, you're male or female. Right, that's it. There's no other, th I don't care what you feel. And that's it. And this is great debate. Like, you know, people are getting upset. I was looking at somebody post the other day and... You know, these there were some tapes going out about some some you know, we like we don't like to talk about the alphabet people as Brother Rod say, but it was some tapes going out with an alphabet brother that was had a barbershop with another alphabet brother and they were he were cutting hair nude, okay? And one one of the alphabet other brothers got upset, like, Why are y'all so against, you know, this type of act? And he was so offended and it's like where have our world come to? What is this? I, I, I hate that this is invaded politics though. Right. That Sexual gender, yes. uh, sexual uh, orientation—all this is invaded politics now. Yes. It's not about what we stand on for our taxes, for our schools, right. for our our communities anymore. It's not about healthcare anymore. Right. It's 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 gone bananas. Right. And enough is enough. Okay. Look on who you're voting for. Don't vote for somebody because you think you're going to get a check in the mail.
Right. <laughs> because you know what? Somebody else is paying for it, and that stuff is not going to go down anymore. I'm telling you, people are ready to stand up. And, and I'm going to tell you one more thing before I end this political segment, okay? And this is off This is off base. I even told Sister this Michelle off, about off this. This is off the record. This is off base. <laughs> if any one of you Antifa people want to come at me. Antifa. Yeah. Break I'm, that down. I'm going to put you down. I'm going to tell you that right Break now. Break that down. These are these people that they, okay. they, they mask their face uh-huh. and they protest. And they, they're, they're, they're extreme leftists. Okay. And they're actually picking on old people in the streets. They're, they're horrible human beings. Wow. It's so bad that they have to mask their face. And I'm going to tell you right now, you come to me in the streets, just just, just, and, just and, and I'm losing my Christian on no, you. No, you're not. Just make sure you don't have that stuff on your face. That's just it. show yourself. That's <laughs> it. Antifa, Democrats, All of get out of here. Uh-oh. Every touchdown. Puts inside 10, 5, touchdown. Every basket. Here's Middleton. Every pitch. Swing on a If it happened this weekend sports, they've got it covered. Hello, everybody. This is the Way Today Sports. We got all the latest sports covered for you for this week, and we're going to start off with the NFL scores. Here we go. We're starting with week seven, Thursday, October 17th. We have the Chiefs, 30 Going against the Broncos, 6. Chiefs take the game. We have the Rams, 37. Falcons, 10. Rams win the game. We also have the lacklusterous Dolphins, right? The the, the Owen, I think Owen 6 now, Owen 5. Dolphins, 21. Bills, 31. We have uh, the Jaguars, 27. Bengals, 17. The Bengals are worse than the Dolphins. They're yep. Owen 7. This was basically who was worse the Bengals or the Jaguars? I mean, you guys got Leonardo Fournette, but then who else do you guys have? But you know, that's, you know. Well, they have <laughs> a lot of good guys on the defense. You know, it's the, the offense mm, that you would have to question. That's why Jimmy Ramsey left, because they are stuck with you. On offense. Listen, all right, let's keep going, guys. <laughs> we got Vikings 42, Lions 30. Vikings win the game. We have Raiders 24, Green Bay shut them out 42 points. Green Bay wins. We have the Texans 23, Colts 30, the Colts win the game. We have the Cardinals 27, Giants 21, and the Cardinals take the win. The 49ers stay undefeated as they get a little gimme win against the Redskins 9-0. Chargers go against the Titans. It was a close game, but the Titans came on top 23-20. The Saints and the Bears went at it 26 or my bad, 36 Saints and 25 for the Bears. We also have Ravens going against the Seahawks. This was a very competitive game that the quarterback fought. You know, you have Russell Wilson and you have Lamar Jackson, both competitive quarterbacks, both quarterbacks that use the running game to their advantage. But who played it smart? Who played it safe? Well, it was the Ravens dominating the Seahawks 30-16. to Basically, now we have the most annoying franchise going at it, the Eagles and the Cowboys. The Eagles got dominated 37-10 to by the Cowboys. In last game, 
Another complete domination from last night's game. The Patriots versus the Jets, ladies and gentlemen. They thought they were gonna run in here and win because they beat the Cowboys. Nope, that's not what it was. Because it was 33 to zero. <laughs> so that was your games for week seven of the NFL. Alright, everybody, we're now gonna get into the NHL for Saturday through Monday. Alright, so we have Saturday's games, the Maple Leafs against the Bruins, the Maple Leafs win 4-3 in overtime, the Devils versus the Canucks, Devils win 1-0, Canadians against the Blues, the Canadians win 5-2, the, the Avalanche, who are currently undefeated with the draw, um, they are 6-2, they were 6-2 they were against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, the Dallas Stars against the Philadelphia Flyers. Stars win against the Flyers, 4-1. Golden Knights against the Penguins, 3-0. And then you have the New York Islanders against the Blue Jackets. In overtime, the Islanders win, 3-2. The Coyotes win, 5-2 over the Senators. The Panthers win against the Predators in a shootout, 3-2. Uh, the LA Kings against the Calgary Flames. Uh, Kings win. 4-1, and the Sabres against the Sharks, Sabres win, 4-3. Sunday's games, you have the Canucks against the Rangers, Canucks win, 3-2. You have the Wild versus the Canadians, the Wild win, 4-3. You have the Capitals against the Blackhawks, Capitals win, 5-3. Jets versus the Oilers, Jets in a shootout, have, uh, they won the game, 1-0. And then you have the Flames against the Ducks, Flames win, 2-1. Monday's games. You got the Blue Jackets against the Maple Leafs in overtime. Blue Jackets take the win, 4-3. Flyers against the Golden Knights. Flyers win against the Golden Knights, 6-2. The Blues, up to this point, the Avalanche were undefeated, but on this day, Monday, October 21st, the Avalanche suffered their first loss of the season against the Blues, 3-1. And that Monday, uh, last Monday game was the Stars against the Senators where the Stars win 2-1. and one. That was all the NHL scores. And so now, we transition to the MLB, which is simply put, ladies and gentlemen, you have the Houston Astros going against the Washington Nationals. This is a very, very interesting um, World Series that you got going on right now because technically when you look at it, these are two stacked teams. On one side, you have the Houston Astros, who are very familiar with this position. They won the World Series just two years ago. They've been in playoff contention for the last couple of years, and now they're back at it, wanting another World Series to close out the decade. And then you have, on the other side, the Washington Nationals, who not only haven't been to a World Series in 86 years, but they haven't won a World Series at all. So this might be their chance over there at the Washington Nationals. How, but the big question is how are they going to beat out Verlander and Jose Alto and Garrett Cole and all those superstars from the bullpen to the starters. However you want to organize it, this is going to be a very interesting World Series. And it's all going to come down to who has the better pitchers. Honestly, I think the Houston Astros got this in six. This might change, this might not. We're not sure. But 
don't sleep on this World Series. Even though you might think that the Astros could take, the Nationals could go ahead and hit up on them because they have player after player after player that they can match up with that you might not know. They could, you know, whack them out. Alrighty, so the moment that you have all been waiting for. It's NBA season, everybody. The 2019-2020 season is back. Let's go. And you know the most important game that's supposed to be starting tonight, and we all know what that is, is the Los Angeles Lakers versus Los Angeles Clippers. Of course, we have the starting game, which is the uh, reigning defending champs. You can't ignore that against the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Unfortunately, without Zion, however, that is still a solid team. Uh, not one of the better teams that we would look at for Houston. Uh, obviously, the two LA teams, Golden State, Jazz, Denver, not better than those teams, but they could be a contender for AC at the end of the day, and they are facing at 8 o'clock. But the bigger game is LeBron James, Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis versus Kawhi Leonard, and unfortunately, uh, Paul George is out, so you're going to have to have... I guess Paul, uh, Kawhi Leonard and Montrezl Harrell no. as two superstars. <laughs> See, here's the thing. That's why the Clippers. That's why I don't trust the Clippers, everybody. Because who's Landry Shannon? And then he's a good shooting guard. No, he's not. He is. <laughs> no, he's not. Okay. No, he's not. The only guy that can step in for him is Lou Williams, but they're gonna keep him at six. You know, and I think that's dumb. They should bring him into the starting role already. If you really want to progress anything because you know Landry Shamit wasn't in those pictures in the beginning of the season you know it was Lou Williams I want to see Lou Williams more taking the starting position this year if you guys want to capture a chip if you guys want to go more than just the playoffs you guys got to insert Lou Williams into the starting role more than Landry Shamit or some whatever other bench player you have but Despite all of that, you got the fun guy, Kawhi Leonard. You got Montrez Harrell. You got Patrick Beverly. This is going to be an interesting game, guys. This is going to... And then you got, you got Danny Green. You got LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Uh, unfortunately, Kyle Kuzma is out. But you also got Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. Yes, sir. These people, yes, man. Sir. This is this going is to be a hyped NBA season. It's going to be a hyped NBA season. And this isn't the only time that you're going to see these guys at the Staples Center. You have 82 games to look forward to. For both teams, they have at least 41 home games at the Staples Center. So 82 times of the year, you're going to see championship contention from both teams. Whether they win or whether they lose, they're going to give you good games. And I can't wait for this NBA season. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. This is the Way Today Sports, Sean and Marcel. Thank you for listening. Hey. This week's uh, special guest is Chris Weiland. He's a Christian comedian. I know that's probably words you don't hear a lot. Right. Christian comedian. He's a very clean comedian. He doesn't do jokes on the Bible or anything like that. He just does very clean jokes. No awesome. cursing. Nothing like that. Something you could take your family and watch. He does have a show on Facebook called The Monologue Show. Okay. You can look that up on Facebook. And he also has another pretty funny show on Facebook called The, the Super... Low budget morning show with oh, him and his friend, and they're just acting a fool. He does everything from you know talking about politics and 
just clean stuff that you would see on a make nighttime show. Yeah, make you laugh. He did a joke uh, that I, I thought was funny, and I'll tell you the joke. Uh-oh. He wrote it down. He says, I bought a new car with a blessing from a baby <laughs> so I could put the sticker baby on board in my car. Yeah, okay, like right. baby on board. <laughs> I thought every now and then I saw the sticker baby on board and I started laughing. I'm like, well, I was like, what's so funny about that? I was like, right. oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> but Chris Wyland, I got a clip coming up of uh, him doing a little bit of his bit, and then we'll go to the interview and check out the monologue show on Facebook. It's it's a great show. I uh, I'm actually a little like afraid of living in a nursing home when I get older because I'm afraid of who I'm going to be living with. Have you guys seen my generation lately? Pray for me. They're all gonna look 95, but identify as 25. And there's gonna be gangs in nursing homes. Of course there are. But the gangs will be called the Crypsitis and the Blood Clots. You know, it's a really, it's really a deep question. Thank you very much. I'm very excited. Please welcome our guest here tonight. Okay, everybody. Uh, we're here with Chris Wyland this week. Did I say that right? Wineland? That's right. Wineland. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Chris is a, is, a, is a Christian comedian. <laughs> so we so we can laugh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, and you know what? People used to pronounce my name Winolin, mainly at like Applebee's and when they're calling for my party. So good to hear you say it right. I like that. That's good. Well, I've been watching like, some of your stuff and um, your YouTube channel and things like that, and I, you know, I find it that it's great to have. A comedian in the Christian world, and yeah, I know you're not the only one, but uh, it, it, people tend to forget that God has emotions, and uh, one of them is a sense of humor. If yeah. we if we have a sense of humor, then God has to have a sense of humor. That's how I right. that's how I look at it. And uh, to have somebody like you doing what you do, and I've seen some of your specials. It's got to be hard, you know. I saw one of your uh, shows at a church where. It's hard to get people to laugh because they're not sure if it's okay to laugh at some of the jokes, and the jokes were clean. But do you find yeah. do you find that hard at certain venues, especially doing churches, that it, it, it's hard to get people involved? Well, you know, I used to. It used to be a real issue. Like uh, I haven't had that really much anymore, but years ago it was. And one in particular, the worst one ever, was um, the pastor. Uh, wasn't laughing very often, but the church would only laugh if the pastor was laughing. I did 45 minutes and the pastor laughed one time. So it was bad. <laughs> so what what do you do for venues now? Do you mainly do churches? Do you do uh, Christian events? Do you do a, a, a secular type tour also? Or what, what, like, what do you do? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a really great question. I kind of do all of them. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very open to, um, I do a lot of churches. I would say churches is probably my biggest, most common one. And uh, now, you know, that I've had, I've had 11 years of doing it. And so people start to know my material. So there are moments now where I'll get into a place and people will um, be excited and ready to see me. I just did a gig in Canada, like, couple weeks ago and uh somebody was a fan of mine and they drove three hours just to come see me that was a pretty mind-blowing experience um so so now it's really good but it did it it used to be very kind of awkward and because you know i think the, the christian world there's an uphill battle you have to fight especially if you're doing stand up in a church yeah the uphill battle is the idea of like hold on I'm not supposed to laugh here is what I thought so now why am I laughing we're supposed to like cry or something you know so, right <laughs> um, so there, there's, a, there, there's a culture that you have to break when you do comedy clubs which I still do and I, I love doing um, that culture is different because they're ready to laugh the only difference is sometimes I you know I only do clean comedy um, and so sometimes I'll be at a club and I can tell that some people, well, this used to, this isn't the struggle I used to, I have anymore, but the struggle I used to have is like people would literally just be like, say something dirty. But now I don't have that issue because, um, I think I'm just funnier than I used to be. So, <laughs> you know, people don't need to, to talk. I, I go a lot quicker and, um, and I love, I love clubs. I think they're great to do. And then I also do corporate events. So I'm kind of all over the place. So what do you do in a situation in a comedy club or, or uh, somewhere like that where that happens where someone's saying or say something dirty? Like, what do you do to not compromise, not take that step over the line? Well, you know, generally, if somebody yells something, the the number one rule in comedy, just kind of a, a, a this is a number one rule, but one of the biggest is you don't do what they want you to do, no matter what it is. So you'll notice this is if you ever talk to a comedian, you say, hey, tell me a joke. A comedian, nine times out of ten, will not tell you a joke um, because you don't want to give the like. So a comedian, is, it's kind of like a trick of having a conversation, but the comedian is in charge of the conversation. Right. So if a person says, hey, do this or like, don't, you know, tell me a joke or say something dirty, you can't give into it because then you would lose the power of it. So and and then all of a sudden you're not in charge of the whole night anymore and and now you're you have to do what they do. So the best part is to win the audience back as quickly as possible with a joke or something like that. So when somebody would say um, you know say something dirty, uh, I I wouldn't do this because this would be an easy joke, but it would be something like you know just saying like mud or something. I, I wouldn't do that. I, I'm sure there's a better joke out there, but right now in my first uh, mind, you would have to do something like that right. to get a laugh, and then they'd be on your side. <laughs> okay. What, um... I, and, I, and I'm a comedy fan myself of not just Christian comedian, of course, but the secular world, and somebody that I've followed in the last couple of years, especially coming back to my Christianity, has been uh, Pete Holmes. And I know, oh, I know, Pete Holmes started out very clean, and then yeah. did a, did a real turnaround and started doing, you know, that type of thing. Is that something that you fear in your future that you're going to have to compromise? Or no, not at all. Because here's the thing: is I'm I'm secure in my faith in the sense of like he like so he grew up in 
in a church family, and he also went to. If you've ever, if you haven't seen whoever's listening, if you have not watched the movie Crash or the show Crashing, it's a very interesting show. It is uh, because <laughs> he really. Okay, so you've seen it. Okay, yeah. Oh so yes. It, it's crazy to me because he's very vulnerable in talking about his story. And uh, that's what I like about it. Cause I'm like, man, it's, it's relatable. But so anyway, for him, there were a lot of questions that he had never asked. And so, or, or had ever, you know, like they just had never been presented. And right. so all of a sudden he's in the world. He's, this is the first time, like the whole show starts off with him listening to a, uh, Joel Osteen uh, sermon while he's driving, so it's like it's a, it kind of paints a very funny picture of this like person who's in this weird bubble and really doesn't actually have his own theology or or his own understanding of the gospel. He was just listening to people, and so for me, uh, this is different. Like I didn't grow up in church. I got I I came to Christ when I was 17. And so for me, and you know, I got saved on a treadmill, so I didn't even get saved in a church. Like, so it was, it was such a, a Jesus transformation. Whereas unfortunately, sometimes people who don't have a strong foundation go through all this doubt and they're like, well, I don't even know anything. So, you know, I, I I've been praying for him and <laughs> I've been wanting to meet him actually. Uh, Cause I, I just wrote a book that will be coming out soon. Um, called The Great Heckle, and it preaches the gospel to stand-up comedians because there is no resource like that that exists. And he is one of the he's one of the first comics I wanted to be in the hands of. <laughs> and that, you know that, that's great because it's a world that it seems to be riddled with darkness. It, it, you know, it, it's like you can't be the great comedian without having this dark, you know, closeted uh, problem. And we look at people like. You know, Robin Williams, who's gone down yeah. as one of the greats, you know, wasn't really a dirty, dirty guy, but, you know, had this depression problem. And maybe if he had Christ in his life, had a stronger faith in something, he, he could have still been the man he was because of what he did with, you know, a lot of the kids movies and stuff like that, but not have battled that depression. Is, exactly. Is the, is the Bible something that you go to a lot for your comedy? Do you find a lot of, like, sources in the Bible? You know, that's a really good question. Um, so, I guess you could say yes and no. Generally, no. When, when I'm on stage, I don't do church humor. Um, I don't, uh, I'll do a lot of churches, obviously, but I don't do like what, you know, Tim Hawkins might do or Michael Jr. or any of those where they do a lot of like growing up in church type of humor. I just do clean humor and my goal is to be relatable in the comedy on stage to everybody. Then when I get off stage, I, I do what I kind of like to call, uh, what do we call it? Missional living, uh, tribal ministry, whatever that is. And people will come up and just ask me, hey, how come you're so clean, especially at clubs, it stands out. And I say, hey, your comedy is so, so different than everybody's. And then that's my opportunity just to start talking the gospel. And um, that's one of the reasons I love clubs is because I can talk to stand-up comedians for a whole weekend. I'll have two or three comics that I'm with. And, you know, and they, some of them have been on the road for months and they're just lonely and isolated. And so to hang out with them, and I will, I'll hang out with them all night. I'll, as long as they're willing to hang out with me, I'll hang out with them. 
and uh, and we'll we'll talk the gospel. We had a really good friend um, of ours now, and he he's a comedian I worked with at a club. Uh, he's big. He's been on TV and stuff. And my wife and I were just we hung out with him all weekend while we were. Um, I was he was headlining, and I was featuring this comedy club. And um, towards the end of the night, or towards the end of the weekend, this was like day three, and we sat down, um, we went to some touristy area, it had ice cream, and while we were there, we were just like, all right, so tell us about, you know, kind of what, where, where, um, you know, where, where do you stand? Do you believe in God? You know, all that kind of stuff. And he looked at us and he's like, ah, I had a feeling we would have this conversation. He's like, you guys are for sure Christian, aren't you? And so I, I gave my testimony. Like I, you know, and so uh, I've, I've, for me, it seems to be the, the strategy that works. Cause I used to get up on stage at comedy clubs and tell, uh, I would, I would literally, I would mention Bible uh, verses and stuff. And uh, those clubs never invited me back. So, <laughs> I had to switch pretty quick. Okay. Well, before we let you go, what do you have coming up that we could have our listeners uh, look into? I know you have a huge YouTube channel with a lot of your content on, which we'll put a link up and, and share with our listeners. But what what you, you said you have a book coming out. Anything else coming out? Yeah, the biggest thing is my late night show, The Monologue Show, is coming back with a live audience. I'm so excited about this. We haven't even broken the news yet to um, all of my followers yet, uh, but we have, uh, we've talked about it on my Patreon. So I have a lot of Patreon members, and um, they're the first to see the studio that we've got and everything like this. So we have access to a studio uh, with a live audience, and we have some really amazing, exciting things that are going to go with it but basically it's a late night show the way late night used to be it's just fun and our kind of thing is we're, we're also happen to be family friendly um it's not going to be inappropriate and uh, so that you can find that on uh, facebook at the monologue show with chris weinman if you just type that in on facebook you'll find it that's awesome i'm excited to see that and thank you so much again for coming on the show chris and uh we're going to post your link to youtube and even on our facebook page we'll post a link for the monologue show we appreciate everything you come on the show thank you so much thanks for having me i appreciate it talk to you soon talk to you soon yep So this week's movie review is going to be kind of special because uh, I went to Brian T. Brian Trejo. I took something from him. He took his. He went to take his family to see the Adams Family. Oh my goodness! The new cartoon that's in the theater. You figure cartoon? You can take your family to go sad, see it. Sad. Well, let me tell you, my man didn't last 15 minutes. He took his family and walked out of the movie, and we're gonna let him tell you why right now. So here's Brian Trejo. Yo, so we took the kids right to watch. Adam's Family. Growing up, we watched Adam's Family, and it was, it was like what? It was like you know, like costume type comedy, right? Well, let me tell you something. The Adam's Family right here. You can say it's religious or say whatever, but it's inappropriate. They had the, they had the first, the first, the first, the first thing that startled me in the movies was. They had the voice of a demon, like, growling, right? I was like, okay. Second, the little boy in the cartoon started crawling up the wall, possessed with, the, with his eyes. His eyes were possessed and everything, crawling up the wall, like, a 
demon. Let me tell you strike three, though. Strike three is when they pulled out the Ouija board. When they, when they pulled out the Ouija board, me and Monica looked at each other and said, nah, we can't watch this. That's demonic. God bless them. But eight, the enemy knows what he does when he sneaks stuff into the movies, especially as a, a, as a form of cartoon. And as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. And I know the kids are probably kind of a little mad. They probably don't understand. Wow, that's crazy. You figure that with a kid's cartoon, you could take the kids right. and there wouldn't be any subliminal, subliminal, Sub demonic liminal. <laughs> messages. Yeah. Like. That's where it's all at. Honestly, I, I watched some, some, some Beyblades and some other little uh, kids. Uh, cartoons and that's where it's at. You gotta think he's attacking our younger generation because that's the generation that's gonna one day come into power. Don't think into, don't think the devil won't attack your kids. Right. And don't think that's why they're growing up confused on their gender and all right. this stuff. I don't know who I am. That's the devil attacking them. Absolutely. We need to stand firm with this and 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 save our children and tell them you don't know what you're talking about, little kid. Right. You're a boy, you're a girl, whatever it is. You're not a demon, you're not this, you're just Right. But but, but at the same time we have to monitor our children more. That's and right. we you know, you have to take those devices away. I'm sorry, but it's getting ready to come to this place where I believe that we have to take these devices away from these kids. If you are under I think like sixteen and under, you need no device. I promise you, I did not give my kids, brother Rod, look. I got a daughter who's 20 and a, and a son who's 17. I promise you, they did not get a cell phone cell phone from me until they were 16. And guess what? I never bought it even when they were 16. Now, don't get me wrong. Kids will find ways to sneak things and in school, and that's fine. You can sneak it, but I'm not going to give it to you, <laughs> you know? And so I think these devices either have to be monitored or just take it away from these kids because I'm, it, it's all over. Definitely. It's all over. It's Wait, matter of fact, it's contaminated. Too bad. So Adam's family is a big no-no. Yes. Big no-no. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no good movie review this week. So next week, hopefully, we'll have something clean that you can entertain the family with. like to pray for my family my wife I love my wife Siobhan Hunter salt and light 413 that's her business she's on Facebook Instagram I want to pray for my my two sons Sean and Marcel they are the ones that do the sport report for us I want to pray for my daughter Priscilla I love my family so much I want to pray for every Christian marriage that's out there today we're being attacked every day the devil does not like to see us strong together as a couple right. and I want to pray for every single Christian married couple out there that are trying to do it in his name. Amen. 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 I want to take this moment too to pray for my family as well. I want to pray for the Calvos. I want to pray for my family in Detroit. I want to pray for my children. I want to pray for my daughter who especially is in college right now. And she's in college and she's been attacked. She'll be like the first generation to actually get a degree. And so I want to break any forces of the enemy that's trying to stop her and deter her from accomplishing this. This is mighty. This is a major, major, major.
major chain breaker for our family. I want to just, like, again, pray for my Detroit family that's out there. I want to pray for their soul salvation. And for those who are weak in the faith, I'm praying for their strength. Again, I'm praying for marriages. I'm praying for marriages. We've seen a great deal of attack on marriages this week. People who have been good, good in their unity with each other, but being attacked to be separated and divided. So we're just praying for marriages that they get stronger in these days and these hours. I want to pray for a common ground. Our church home right now, I want to pray that common ground continue to just, you know, increase with believers that will hold each other hands and walk through this journey of life together. And again, I just want to pray for um, the way today. I want to pray that we are all that God has called us to be. And um, just just pray that, you know, our world just starts submitting and surrendering their will to God's will. And we want to pray for Brother Brantley. Yes. Hopefully he'll be back next week feeling better. Yes. We pray for you, Brother Brantley. We love you. Jesus Junkie, we miss you. Yes, we do. And uh, if you want to send a prayer request in, it's the waytodaypodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email, send us a voicemail, an audio clip on there, and you can actually be on the show for a prayer request. We love you, and see you next week. Amen. How many days go by in any given week that you don't open the Word of God? Days go by. You're busy. Listen to what he says. This book of the law, which would be the Bible to us, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. If you'll do that, he says, and you'll have success. What's up, online family? It's your boy, Pastor Brian, a.k.a. Pastor Breezy, a.k.a. Pastor B, from Common Ground Vineyard Church in Fort Pierce, Florida. And this is the word for you. I'm going to be reading out of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 in the New International Version. And it says, And without faith it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And we talk about faith a lot in the church. You know, we talk a lot about faith as though it's easy to have faith. We say to each other, man, you just got to have faith. You know, if you remember that old song back in the day, George Michael used to sing, you know, he would say, you got to have faith. Ooh, you got to have faith. You know, y'all remember that. That was a jam back in the day. If you wanted the 80s babies, you know about that. Uh, but faith is not just something we have automatically. It's a process. It comes as the result of learning over and over and over time and time again to trust in God. So for many of us, if we're being honest, we don't have the faith that we would like to have. As a matter of fact, there's many times when we wish we could trust God and leave things to rest in his hands, but it's easier said than done. And this is why the Bible tells us, the Bible is very clear that there is a process of growing into faith. And the process begins with belief. 
So I'm going to reread Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, and you'll notice that there is actually a step-by-step process within this verse. It says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. And now if we pause right there, we notice that this is step number one in the process of growing in faith, of getting to have faith. First, you have to believe that God exists. You have to believe that God is who he says he is. Then you have to believe, this is the end of the verse we just read. It says you have to believe that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So in all in all, it says without faith is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So faith begins with belief. And you might say, well, I thought faith and belief were the same thing, but they're not. As a matter of fact, if you look into the original Greek translation of the Bible, you'll find that the word faith means that you put your full trust in God. It's supernatural, a spiritual means of surrendering and trusting in God. You can only do this by the Holy Spirit. However, belief is something else. Belief is when you intellectually and emotionally start to process what it means to believe God, what it means to trust God. This is the start of trusting. It's, it's before you actually get to a point where you're saying, God, I surrender everything. This is what happens when your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, according to the Bible, comes to a point where you say, okay, God, I'm kind of testing the waters. I'm figuring things out. And so it's important because many of us find ourselves not making it beyond that first step of belief and entering into the fullness of faith. Many of us find ourselves saying, man, I'm still skeptical. I'm still struggling with believing. You might go and sit in church and say, yeah, I know what pastor said, but I'm not really sure I can take that to the bank. And so what we've got to do, y'all, is destroy these barriers to belief. What is it that's blocking you from believing? Are you clouded with doubts? Are you troubled? Are you uh, struggling with understanding the word of God? The main thing that we've got to do if we're going to believe God is take him at his word. What does God say is true? We stand on that. Even if we don't fully understand, even if we struggle in our rational mind, we have to process and say, okay, God, I'm just going to trust you. A perfect example of that is saying, Lord, I am going to give to my church. I'm going to give uh, to whatever Christian organization I believe should uh, receive help. And you might say, well, you know, I don't feel like giving money or I don't want to pay tithes. Nobody's trying to push you and pressure you. But as you submit just a little bit to God. You might say, hey God, you know what? I've got 10 bucks extra this week and I just want to be faithful and I want to give it to an organization that I know is helping uh, the body of Christ or helping in the community. And you give that and you find that somehow God not only takes that and uses it, but then God rewards you and he gives you back more than what you actually gave away. You see, when you 
process things like that and you say, wow, God, I can't believe that giving resulted in in receiving. I'm going to find myself appreciating who you are and trusting you that much more. So what we want to do is press into real faith, faith that moves mountains, that heals the sick, that raises the dead, that casts out demons, that makes blind eyes see and deaf ears hear. Genuine faith in God. And the way we do that is by allowing God to show himself, to speak his word and to take God at his word. So I thank you. For listening. I thank you for taking the time out and may God bless you. This is Pastor B on the way today with the word for you. Peace. Stay in your Bible. And make sure you stay strong. Much love and God bless. See you next week. I'll keep pressing on toward the goal that's only by grace alone Sustaining me through the fire, the Savior's holding me close In a world that hates God and a culture that thinks I'm wrong For believing what scripture teaches, I'll keep on proclaiming Jesus But I am better than anyone else, I'm prone to fall And start wandering in my heart, but the Savior constantly draws Me back unto himself ever since he saved me from hell Now in the house of the Lord, I'll dwell even though I was a felon In God's sight, I get broken his law, right? So I naturally deserve to be burned and it'd be right He saved me despite perversion and promised that he preserved me Now purposefully be swerving past all of the evil serpents Distractions that he be throwing at me Just hold to his holy majesty Poking his righteous robe, so I have to be Killing sin and keep pressing on by his grace. Can't wait until the day I see Jesus Christ face to face.